You're listening to the Smashing Self-Employment Podcast. Ideas, tools, and tips to help you get more done, get more customers, cut stress, and be your own best boss when you work for yourself. And now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, and trainer, Carl Craig West. Hi there, and thank you for joining me on this very special edition of the Smashing Self-Employment Podcast. I have with me today a very good friend of mine, Claire McCabe of Purple Star Design. Welcome, Claire. Hello. And Claire has volunteered to answer a few questions to share some of the insights that she's gathered over 17 years of self-employment. I've known you 17 years. Wow. Um, <laughs> and all of the, th- the highs and the lows and the lessons that you can take away put into your own business and your own life to increase your chances of long-term success in self-employment. How does that sound, Claire? Sounds brilliant. My specialist subject, not. (laughs) (laughs) What, being brilliant? Hang on a minute, there's something wrong with that. So, um, Claire, why don't you start off by telling us a bit about your business and what you're up to? Uh, Purple Star Design was uh, created from my love of being a graphic designer. I create branding, brilliant branding, obviously. Absolutely. And uh, look after clients, get into the nuts and bolts of why they want to be successful in their business, how to get in touch with their ideal clients. So there's a marketing background in there. Uh, And also uh, I help create websites and publish books and also train business owners to use Canva so they can create their own graphics until they realise it's a bit of a pain <laughs> being a designer. And they let me help them a little bit further than just a few few adverts. <laughs> You've certainly helped me out over the years with design. And, you know, I might be very talented in many areas, but I cannot design worth toffee. <laughs> so <laughs> I can vouch for that. Thanks. <laughs> so, the only thing worse than your design skills is your handwriting. <laughs> Oh, let's not go there. It was fine when I was at school. It hasn't changed much since. <laughs> so, brilliant. That's great. Um, so, let's start with question number one. <gasps> da, da, da. So, why did you decide on self-employment? Um, I was in... I'd, I'd done really well in my career, my corporate career. I'd, uh, I got a bit tired of the corporate meetings for the sake of a meeting and... Uh, it kind of there was too much uh, ambiguity sometimes people aren't always aligned to your values and there's a lot of BS I won't swear but I just got very tired of that but the key reason was probably although I'd got promoted for uh, up to a creative director and I was on the board for a very important international company, I may say, but <laughs> didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'd, uh, I just decided that I re- realised I was had a team of designers and I wasn't actually designing. I was organising and project managing. And although they're, they're important skills for me, it's not my passion. You know, I've always, I've been a graphic designer since, since I was 16, so few years ago (laughs) so you took the plunge I did I leapt oh gosh yes I remember (laughs) the day so thinking about that time if you were to go back based on what you know now what would you say to yourself at that time be brave (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I, I would say definitely I'd talk to more business owners. I, I, although I was, I was good at business, I had a lot of skills that were transferable to be self-employed. You know, um, it's it's the, the little stuff that can can weigh you down and it's just being kind of prepared for that kind of so the small stuff can can slow you down in your your quest for world domination of being a business owner but if you speak to business owners and understand you know you don't get paid for holidays you don't get paid sick pay and you kind of know that but the real the reality of that is you have to work a little bit harder before your holiday I actually take work on holiday with me so I can have yeah but I get five weeks away (laughs) (laughs) and that's the choice you know that's the the thing about being self-employed I have that choice so but back to what I would say is also you know have a little nest egg and I see it and read it a lot but I don't know many business owners that have done it particularly. They might do it on the back of redundancy, but, you know, there's a whole lot of investment involved when you go self-employed. So you've got your kit. I've never stopped training and I like learning new stuff, but that's can be costly. Um, So, yeah, you've just got that little fund, that nest egg. You know, people don't pay you as regularly as your employer did. You can have... You can be very strict and regimented on your terms, and I would advise that. It's not unfriendly, it's business. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't have that regular cash flow on a certain day every month. Normally, depends on your business setup, obviously. Residual, (laughs) not residual. Consistent. Your income is often inconsistent. Yeah. There's an inconsistency, but if you've got retainer clients, obviously that changes yeah. slightly. So it all depends on your business model, but yeah, be prepared to be skint a bit. <laughs> it does take a while to get some momentum and bring some regular cash in. Mm. It certainly did me when I started the website design business, um, and you know it's it never lets up, does it? No, no, and there's always that unexpected thing. So, <laughs> like, but then that's life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> So looking back over 17 years, stop saying that out loud. <laughs> um, what has been your hardest lesson to learn, and what do you do differently as a result? A um, couple of years ago, I got seriously distracted, focused on just one part of my business uh, with somebody that didn't align to my values, and I. I was optimistic about the outcomes. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't listen to my instincts. Should have finished it four months in rather than waited eight months until it collapsed. And yeah, it made me ill. I had shingles, which is quite nasty, but that did give me time to step out and think about what I really want. And what I do now is I do set goals. I do look at the bigger picture. It's not just about being busy every day or every month. It is about, you know, what do I want to achieve? This, you know, I, I like choices about my life and that's my one of my big aims with my business is to give me those choices. And it might be that it gives me a choice to go out for dinner or, <laughs> or buy a takeaway rather than baked beans on toast, but it's still a choice. <laughs> yeah, you get to choose the 11 hours a day you work. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 11 part-timer. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I remember that time, and it, and it was kind of difficult to watch from the outside looking in because I know you and we work together. And but I think as a result, you know, you've got a very very solid new service, a uh, well-established service on the back of it, which is good. Based on that, we're not going to talk about it uh, specifically. Um, but I, I do see that some good has come out of it. Obviously, you learned to trust your instincts. You know, if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's that you know understanding that not everybody's on your page, and if they're not on your page at some point, despite how nice you may think they are, um, there will be a falling out, and that could be bad news all round. Mm-hmm. So no, that, that's brilliant, and uh, it's good to see you on the on the other side of it, going even <laughs> stronger and more confident than you were to step out and do slightly different new things. Uh, and we'll come yeah. on to that in a bit. So thinking about that, then to turn that on its head. Thinking about your achievements um, in your self-employed life, what do you think are your biggest achievements and how does it make you feel? You know what? I'm flipping proud of having a business for 17 years. Longer than most. Yeah. I've not always been, you know, I've had, I've dipped into some part-time employment to pay the mortgage. We have to do what we have to do, but I would say for 17 years I've been a business owner and that's, that's feels great it is a great great achievement but every day you know I get a client sign off a logo or some branding or a website or a book and I know they're excited about promoting their business because of what I've created and I've given them ideas and how to do that and then they get success from that that's that's an achievement every day for me that's that Warms the cockles, as they say, but it's a cliche, but it's true. I, I get my my sense of satisfaction of running a business from my client's success. That's really important for me. No, that's brilliant. I mean, staying in the game, is, is it's hard. And a lot of people underestimate how difficult it can be to, to sustain a business when you're self-employed. Uh, the statistics show that only 5% or so businesses are still still going after 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, one in 20 are still in the game. Check me out. Check you out. <laughs> well, us out. Us, well, that's true, it's us, isn't it? Um, so, no, brilliant. So in, so looking back at all of that time and, and you know, the sustainability, the consistency, the, the, the fact that you're still in the game, what would you say, in your view, are the key things to know and do to maintain and sustain a self-employed career over the long term? Definitely consistency. I've, I've still got clients from when I first went into business, and that is, I think, an incredible testimony. It is. I'm not at all shocked, obviously. <laughs> Humility goes in there as well, I'm sure. <clears throat> but it, it's their confirmation that they still value the work that I've done and and how I do it and their achievements from it. Um, adaptability definitely quite never you're never sure when something's going to come around the corner and you and knowing when to say no as well Mm. I think that's a really important thing to remember that's a hard one to learn but an important thing to do I've been pulled in a few different directions off the graphic design path I would say and okay it's never say never but it's for me it's about trusting your instincts and using the word no do you want to do that no can I ask you a favor no 
I remember it well. <laughs> I mean, it, is, it also, you know, it's that you develop the instinct for what feels right and feels good. And if it doesn't feel right, you learn to to second guess your automatic response, which is, of course. Um, and, that, you know, I think if you've been in the game long enough, you get stung a few times and you do get wise to it. Mm. Well, I hope you do. Uh, <laughs> Well, I also trust my network as well. I mean, I've always networked. I think that's how we first met. It well, was, it is. Yeah. yeah, it was my a month into my business and I met you. God help us all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bless you. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> But that was like really scary. That was like, oh, you don't have to stand up and speak and you change the rules the day of that event. And... Yes, everyone has 60 seconds, but I got my first client from that. And, you know, I've developed some really good friendships from being in networking, from meeting people that understand you and in that same boat. And you can bounce back ideas. I know we've had <laughs> many a conversation about, what do you think to... And you go, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it is. And I'm certainly glad to have you as a sounding board for some of my ideas. And thankfully, you don't laugh at all of them. So, <laughs> not to your face not all to my the time. Face. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Is that, you know, it's great to have that network of people whose opinions you trust, who have no vested interest in lying to you or just appeasing you or making you feel good. You know, it's important to have honest people whose opinions you value and we you know everyone will give you their opinion whether it's valid or not it's a different matter mm. so no that's great and you know that's it's all good stuff and you know you're welcome to the, the networking thing <laughs> <laughs> so thinking about on, on top of all of that looking forward what's next and uh, next for my business um I mentioned earlier, retirement's not that far away. <laughs> you can't retire. I don't think I'll ever retire completely. I like, I do love what I do, but you know, creating a more of a business rather than work for myself. You know, I have realised, especially during recent times, that I've got a sound business model, mm-hmm. and uh, with a little bit of a little bit of processes going added to that. You know, it's something that could be inherited by a family member or actually sold on rather than keeping me busy 15 hours a day. <laughs> no, I don't work 15 hours again. Don't, don't let that put you off. <laughs> 60. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sleeping and eating is optional. <laughs> so I know you've got some uh, some interesting projects on the go at the moment. Oh, yeah. Can, can you tell us more about that? <laughs> Stop Drum the ball. scroll. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working with Anita Poppet. Uh, she's a social media guru and we are setting up uh, our first workshop next month. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more. We've got uh, it's and it's all about making sure that business owners get noticed. So with her brilliant brain and her insight into social media and how we get noticed with a good strategy, I back that up with how business owners can use Canva to not only make it look good but the actions behind that and how they can can manage it themselves rather than out 
outsourcing to me if you like <laughs> although they do eventually <laughs> yeah design isn't easy <laughs> oh it's one of those things i learned early on if you want good design don't try doing it yourself unless you are a designer specifically my designs are rubbish did we mention delegating <laughs> yeah well actually we haven't yet but oh, that's it we'll okay. come on to that that's fine so the idea behind your stop the scroll is to just to literally do that when somebody scrolls through their social media that whatever you're putting out there stops them from scrolling and makes them take a look is that what's the upshot of that yeah absolutely and it's it's not that you want to be noticed by everybody but you do want to be noticed by your potentially ideal clients definitely you know make sure you've got the right message make sure the graphics are on brand um and what we share is tools to create that for yourself you know it's it's hopefully business owners will go away with a, a plan and designs to do or done so that they can hit their social media you know it's an important channel of marketing it's not the only one we can have a whole new conversation about that which <laughs> at some point we might <laughs> but you know it's one that is easier to do from from your home or work off a small office and doesn't involve huge expense but if you're not doing it properly with some of our help then it is a huge expense of time and you know that is priceless so hopefully we'll cut out some show some hip top tips and cut out some time that could be otherwise wasted okay and where can where can people listeners find out about the <laughs> stop the scroll workshops uh, i'm all over social media mostly as uh, purple star claire definitely on instagram and twitter uh, Purple Star Design on Facebook, Claire McCabe on LinkedIn. And purplestar.co.uk on your website. Oh, yes, don't forget that don't one. Don't forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> so just get in touch, I'll send you a link, easy to book, and uh, we've got an early bird special price. So cool. send we you like a tenner too. So check out <laughs> purplestardesign.co.uk for tickets to stop the scroll. Um, Claire has helped me get to grips with design. I've been on one of her Canva workshops and it certainly means that whilst I don't consider myself a stupendous designer, if I need to put something <laughs> that's literally rough and ready together in a hurry, I can do it. Uh, but the more detailed and complex stuff goes over to Claire anyway. I just don't even start with that. Yeah. But, and, and, and one thing you touched on earlier that we don't think we've covered nearly enough is, is delegation. Mm, um, yes you know that that's huge time saver yeah I think that that would be another one of my early tips actually is that you know don't be scared to delegate ASAP as soon as you can afford it and if you can't afford it put your prices up so you can you know you I'm not good at everything my tea's exceptional obviously and my design is brilliant but I don't do numbers I'm creative <laughs> I got sacked out of the brownies because I lost a penny first being treasurer. So <laughs> <laughs> because I know you, I find the idea of you being treasurer quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it comes back down to being, you know, knowing what you're good at and delegating the rest, uh, doing the stuff that only you need to do, and everyone else and somebody else can do the rest. And yes. the quicker you get to grips with that as a self-employed person, the easier your life is going to be, even though it costs you money. Um, it will make your life so much easier, so much quicker. The thing is, you know, you're just doing what you enjoy more and also delegate the jobs that you kind of like but take you too long hmm. because that's that's 
an easy trap for self-employed. You think you have to do everything and you really don't. And you're not really time um, efficient at it either. You know, if you can employ a good VA to do your cold calling, to set up your processes, to email, send out mail shots, whatever your tasks are that you're quite good at but not brilliant, then just get it get it off your desk. Definitely bookkeeping, obviously, yes. unless you're a bookkeeper. <laughs> unless you're a bookkeeper. Yes, it's strange folks, bookkeepers. No, 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 didn't mean, no offence to bookkeepers, but Ooh. I just couldn't imagine sitting there doing books all the day. It would, yeah, yeah, but numbers make sense. Well, that's true, and I've got no problem with it, but I just don't want to do it. No, exactly. I don't exactly. enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> just standing up for the bookkeepers. Stand up for the bookkeepers. Sorry out. Sorry out to all out there to all the bookkeepers. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Claire. It's been it's been great having a chat with you and learning and uh, sharing your experiences and and insights with the audience. And remember, if you have any questions uh, for either me or Claire, write them below. It'd be great to hear from you. We, we always respond to input and feedback on our social channels. And remember to subscribe. Share it out far and wide if you know somebody who could do with hearing this. But that's enough from me and Claire. Goodbye. And we'll catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Smashing Self-Employment Podcast. Remember to subscribe to the podcast or check out the community at smashingselfemployment.com.